Good Humans is a proud member of Accidental Information. For more info, visit accidentalinformation.com. Hey, people of Earth, Josh here. Um, hi, long time no talk. Uh, I, I'm not going to go into the whole cliche 2020 has been weird thing, uh, because I know that all of us know that already. Um, I hope it's been not too bad, uh, for all of you. Um, I honestly can't complain too, too much, you know, uh, we've all been through the same year. Um, and, uh, I hope you're doing okay. I hope you're holding it together. Um, but, uh, as you've also probably noticed, or maybe not, um, I haven't been doing this podcast. Um, it's been literally a year, um, a little over a year since I've put out an episode. Um, and that's not only due to 2020 being a weird year. Um, we, uh, you know, Cecilia and I moved, um, uh, and so we've been kind of settling into that. Um, I, uh, I got a new job and so I've been settling into that. Um, you know, nothing too terrible or crazy. Uh, life just gets a little bit busy, but also, um, I haven't been feeling like I really have anything to contribute or say, uh, for a while. Um, and that's been tough because I love this podcast. Uh, I feel purposeful when I am doing this podcast. Um, and so it's tough when I'm not doing it or tough when I, when I don't feel inspired enough to do it. Uh, so I'm back, um, with the caveat that, uh, I'm not, um, I've also been feeling guilty. That's the other piece. I've also been feeling guilty about not doing this podcast, Um, and so it's this strange space of loving it, wanting to do it, not feeling like I have anything to say or contribute and then feeling guilty because I'm not doing it. But I know if I, if I forced it, uh, it would not be something I'd be proud of. And then I'd feel guilty for putting out a bad thing. So, uh, it's just kind of been this vicious cycle of, um, maybe mild depression, uh, and guilt and feeling, you know, uninspired and just, you know, being in a general funk. Um, and that's certainly not unique to me this year, but, um, you know, that's, that's kind of been what's going on. And so, uh, I, I'm going to start doing this podcast again. Um, I am not going to commit to a release schedule at all. Um, I am going to do episodes of this podcast when, uh, I feel that I can, uh, and that's going to mean that some of these will be interviews like we normally have, um, like this episode is going to be, um, which I'm excited about. I, uh, my friend Matt, um, and I got to talk, uh, it's, it's always great to, to be able to catch up with him and talk. Um, and he's such an inspiring person. So I'm, I'm happy that, uh, Matt is sort of my first, uh, foray back into podcasting, um, here in a while. So I'm excited for you guys to hear it, but, um, I'll be doing this podcast semi-regularly again. Uh, but when I feel like I can, um, 
and should. So that means that some of them will be interviews like this one. Uh, and some are just going to be me sitting down and, and talking something out, uh, that I've been thinking about. So, um, you, you might get a lot more of me by myself, <laughs> uh, in the next few months. And if that's not something you're into, I don't necessarily blame you. Um, you know, you'll, you'll see in the episode description if it's just me or if it's, if it's, uh, me and somebody else. Um, so, uh, I guess if, if you're interested, um, still in, in what we're doing here, then stay tuned. Uh, you know, I said back when I started this, that my goal, uh, honestly was a little bit selfish. I was trying to sort of restore my own faith in humanity and, um, 2020 has been a rough year for that too. So, uh, maybe we'll start back at square one, um, all of us together, uh, and see what we can build. So yeah, stay tuned. If you're interested in what we're doing here, um, I'll be checking in periodically and, uh, I hope this episode and, you know, the future episodes are, are helpful to you. Um, I, I still, you know, I, I say this often would love to talk to anybody that, that wants to talk about stuff. If, if you have any ideas, opinions, uh, if you think about I'm wrong about something, um, you know, I want to hear that too, even. So, um, hit me up. You can do it at, uh, facebook.com slash good humans pod. Um, and you can also do it at Gmail, uh, on Gmail via Gmail by Gmail on the email, um, good humans pod at gmail.com. So, uh, yeah, hit me up or you can go to the website. Um, it's www.goodhumanspod.com. Um, and, uh, you can contact me that way too, or just find out more about the show if you want. So, um, thank you for listening. Thanks for joining us. Um, I hope Matt, uh, is as inspiring to you as he has been to me and was to me in this conversation and check out Matt's music. Matt hires M A T T H I R E S. Uh, we, we shout out his band camp, um, in this episode as well. Uh, I'll link that in the episode description so you can check that out too. Uh, he's got an awesome vinyl, um, uh, for sale there. That's one of his best records, American wilderness. Um, and, uh, he actually plays his new single at the end of this episode for us. So stay tuned for that as well. So thanks for being back. Um, I, I hope we can, uh, yeah, I hope we can explore and and uh, get better together here. So, yeah, enjoy this conversation with Matt Hires. Hello, people of Earth. Welcome back to Good Humans. This is a podcast about exploring better ways to be human. My name is Josh, and joining me again uh, for the second time is my friend Matt. What's up? How's going, Matt? It's going good. Matt Hires. I should say I should no. say your first and last name. <laughs> It'll be in like the title of the podcast. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Um, Thanks for having me I, back it, a second time. Yeah. I'm I'm really excited to have you back. Uh and I I I think we're friends. I think we can call ourselves friends yeah. now. Right? We've, um, now. We've never hung out in person, but we're, yeah. we're, we're friends at this point. Yeah, which we established before we uh started the podcast in earnest that we're both sort of antisocial anyway, so maybe that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe yeah. this kind of a friendship is is working out. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I, I mean, it would be nice to get a drink or something sometime <laughs> uh, when all the craziness is over. But yeah, um, dude. So how have you been? Uh, it's been a weird year for sure. Um, yeah, I it, it may have. I think it's been more than a year since we like since you were on the podcast. I was trying last, to remember. But, I don't. 
I don't even know because this, this is technically our fourth podcast we've done together because we did the y- one yes. that yes. we forgot to record. Then we yep. started a second one and I f- didn't record it. And so we, the third one was our actual like first podcast released. That, I, that's right. I forgot one. about the second one. This, I, that yeah. was more of like half. I re- realized like 20 minutes in that I had um, forgotten to push record again or something. Yeah, I forgot about so, that. Yeah. That, are, um, well, then we can we can definitely call ourselves friends. Then, I think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've talked a lot uh, more than the people on the Internet know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm looking back. I actually was just listening to it, uh, earlier today. Cause I was like, I don't want to like repeat everything that we talked about last mm. time, but, um, it, uh, time, time has lost all meaning at this point. So if you told me it was three years ago, I would be like, Oh yeah, sure. Or if yes, it was like three right. months ago, I would believe that too. Um, yeah, almost exactly a year. September. Oh wow. We, I put this out on September 11th in 2019. Okay. So yeah, almost exactly a year. Cool. Um, but yeah, so how's, how, uh, how are you doing with 2020, um, and all the craziness and that's such a cliche question, but like, I'm, I'm honestly, the reason I'm asking is Mm because I'm genuinely curious what people are doing to like stay sane. Man. Um, I'm, I'm doing, I think as well as can be hoped or expected. Um, it's definitely been, you know, a weird year for everyone. Um, uh, the weird, I mean, the weirdest part for me has definitely been not touring at all. Um, yeah, which yeah. I miss doing, even though I am somewhat antisocial. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy the touring part of my job, and that's something I haven't been able to do. I've done a lot of um, live streams at this point for a while. For the first like, <sighs> so everything shut down when like mid March, mm. and from then through like mid, I think it was mid September. I was doing um, a live stream on Facebook every other week. So I did a lot of those and they're fun. It's just weird. Like basically playing to a chat room, uh, like you finish up a song and it's like, well, there's, there's that one. (laughs) (laughs) I have done a couple, a friend of mine who puts on house shows in Connecticut. He has done a, um, a series of zoom shows and I've done two of those with him. So those were fun to like, you know, musicians and entertainers we crave the applause and so it was fun to be able to play a song and end and have even though it's like a bunch of people on a zoom call have some reaction to the song you know (laughs) yeah it's tough like i i know exactly what you're saying because like you you don't know like part of performing is like reading the room Mm -hmm. and like the reactions and stuff Uh and if if it's just silence like you know people are like the facebook lives and stuff people are like typing like you get pretty good engagement on those, Clap, but like it's just typing. Emoji. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, so it's, it's hard to know like how people are genuinely responding. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of it's like delayed and stuff. So yeah, it's that is I, true. Yeah. That's one of the things I wanted to ask you about actually is like what that experience is like. <laughs> I mean, it's weird. I mean, I do it right here sitting in my basement. Um, yeah. And I, I guess I hadn't necessarily necessarily thought of it until you just mentioned it, but uh, yeah, a lot of performing is reading the room. And if I'm like <laughs> mid set and feeling like, mm, this isn't feeling right, then I'll go off my set list and play songs that I think would play better to how the room is feeling at the moment. And you can't do that when like, I mean, I can respond to, um, to comments and stuff on Facebook. I mean, usually when I do those streams, I don't have, I just like play whatever people type into the, um, into the chat or whatever. I was going to say a lot of the, a lot of those chats are just people requesting songs and stuff. Yeah. Uh Um, 
Uh, but yeah, those, so those have been a lot of fun. And so I, there, I follow a few musicians, um, on mm-hmm. Facebook and Instagram and all that. And, uh, Matt Carney, um, sorry, Matt. Wow. Wow. Matt Carney, Matt Nathanson, um, mm-hmm. is another one that's done a few like stream shows and stuff like that. Um, you, you are the only one that I've ever seen call it a Corin stream though. Uh, and I really, <laughs> I really appreciate that. So, um, as, yeah, as a father, I am very, um, I love a good like dad joke and pun and stuff. So corn yeah. stream just felt right to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's perfect. I think. Um, and those have been fun and you've done like what, nine of those now? No. Well, so I did, I, I did them. I think my 13th one was when I kind of stopped oh, in mid September. And then I did one, um, the Wednesday before my new single release. Yeah. So that yeah. would have been like, okay. a, I think it was 14. the 14th, 13 or 14, wow. somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, so I've done those plus like, two of those zoom shows and then a couple other random things. So I have, I mean, I've probably played like close to 20 times throughout all of this, but it's just been to my computer. (laughs) Yeah. I, uh, I think I've caught most of those. I didn't realize it was that many though. Um, how are you keeping your voice in shape during all this? Cause like if, if you were touring, you'd be playing a lot more often. I would assume. And like, are you just like, are you just practicing like every really now and then, what are you doing? <laughs> honestly like especially when i was doing them every two weeks just like the day before and the day of i'd run through some vocal warm-ups and that is kind of it i mean wow, my, okay my voice definitely isn't in like like mid-tour shape i feel like that's when i'm right really like feel like i'm in a good groove but i don't know <laughs> I mean, it sounds great. That's why I was asking. Okay. I was like, I was like, he must be like, good. I, I, I'm he must just be staying still. sharp or whatever, but um, not really. <laughs> yeah. Dude, so you at the end of, uh, or I, like, I guess late 2019, you were doing, you were doing a house tour, right? Um, or was Pro- it early this year and then it got caught short, right? No. Well, no. So probably soon after we talked last year, I did, a uh, a fall run up through like, I'm pretty sure that was through the upper Midwest. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was off over the holidays. And then January of this year, I did a tour in all Florida shows opening up for Eric Hutchinson. All right. Which I'm so glad that happened or else I wouldn't have like played any shows, any live shows at all this year. So it was fun at least to be able to, um, to do those shows before everything shut down. I was supposed to go up into the Northeast and do some stuff late in March, but obviously that didn't happen. So. Yeah. You and Erica Hutchinson, that, that, that must be a nice, like, that must be a good show. I'm, I'm sad. I it was missed fun. It was a lot of fun. Those, but we did. Yeah. It was, it was cool. Cause we, I mean, I'm from Florida and, yeah. but we played like cities in Florida where I have never like, because the whole tour was Florida. He called it the, it was the snowbird tour. Mm-hmm. So we did, it was like seven or eight shows total. So we, cause I'm used to just playing like Tampa, Orlando, Jacksonville in Florida. So it was fun to play a lot of like the, we played a show in Key West. We did like Miami, uh, Fort Myers, just places I normally wouldn't play. So that was pretty fun. Yeah. Right on. Um, and then, okay. Yeah. So you, you guys did that in January and then you didn't, you didn't have anything else planned then. So like you didn't, you didn't have to like cancel shows. Or anything. I canceled some stuff at the end of March. Okay. That, okay. that was supposed to be up in the Northeast. Gotcha. Oh, that's right. You literally just said that. Um, I don't know. I don't know what my deal is. Dude, it's this whole thing has been I was just telling my wife, Cecilia, like when we're able to actually like go out and see people and talk to people face to face. I don't I don't think I'm going to be able to do it anymore. I was, I'm already when awkward. I'm playing shows again. I think I'm going to have to relearn how to do it in a lot. Of yeah. Ways. 
I don't, I just like, ta- like having actual, com- like I talk to mm-hmm. my clients at work. Okay. And so like, that's Have you the been working from really, home? Yeah. So that's like the extent of my, like zoom this, what we're doing right now. Yeah. Like that's the extent of my socializing at this point. But like, all I'm doing is talking about work. So like mm-hmm. I can do that all day long. But I mean, I mean and like, like, I'm in sweatpants right now. I'm in sweatpants for every, or like throughout yeah. the summer in shorts for all my corn streams. I just like put a button up on top to make it look like I'm a professional. <laughs> well, you're now we're getting a peek behind the curtain. You just, you just like ruin the magic for everyone. Now. Um, but yeah, like I like having an actual conversation with somebody that's not like my wife, like somebody I live mm-hmm. with. Uh, it's strange. I don't, I don't do it often anymore. So yeah, we're um, fortunate in that we, we have a lot of um, really just on our block and on our street, we have a lot of friends. Um, so like early quarantine, every afternoon we would, we would do a walk together and just kind of, you know, stay a safe cool. distance apart, but do a neighborhood walk. Yeah. Um, and since then, like over the summer, we did a lot of outside hangs at people's houses and stuff like that. So I have had, um, probably an above average amount of human interaction for people right now, but <laughs> still, good. I mean, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I, I should say like we um, the extent of our human interaction now is like we we have a dog park at the apartment complex that we live at. Mm. So like we'll take our dog out there yeah. um, and like if there's other dog owners, then we'll chat or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just strange. Most of my most of my socialize socializing is done via video games, now, <laughs> so, um, which is uh, I don't know if I don't know if that's sad or <laughs> I mean, a, you a good thing. got to do what you got to do. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, okay. So, um, not touring then like how you, you would be touring you. I, I feel like you tour fairly often anyway, right? Like, is it like, half yeah, the year I for mean, you it's normally, been or? less, it's been less since I have a, a two and a half year old. Mm-hmm. So in the past two and a half years, it's definitely been a lot less than it was before that, but I would still try to get out for at least like for around two weeks every like other month or so I was yeah. trying to do like a, I mean, I wasn't adhering strictly to this, but loosely like six weeks at home, two weeks on the road kind of, kind of thing. But yeah. And a, a lot of that's like house tours and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's um, yeah. That's mostly what I do now. Um, I do, I have a booking agent who will book me, um, like actual venues and stuff too, but I really yeah. enjoy doing the house show stuff. So that's that, my bread and butter. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's so interesting to me. I, I have yet to be to a house show. Um, but I know, I know you've done that quite a bit. Um, Matt Wirtz actually did like a backyard tour, uh, mm. just, just this like past summer, I guess. Um, Julia Nunes, I don't know if you know who she is, but she was also on the I know podcast. Her name. Okay. Um, and she's, uh, she's done quite a bit of house touring and stuff like that. So I, I'd love to go to one of those shows. It seems very, it's obviously very intimate, but it seems mm-hmm. like a, it seems like a very like community, yeah. like you're, you know, you're going to a, a show. Like if you're going to a venue, you're obviously going to see an artist that you and a bunch of other people enjoy. So like you already have something in common with all those people. Mm-hmm. So there's already like a feeling of community, but I feel like going to a house show is like that on steroids kind of uh, yeah. like, along with like the intimacy of like being so close to the musician. And like, it's, it's like a lot of acoustic stuff and like, it seems like it'd be a whole different experience. Is it like, do you feel like you prefer those types of shows versus playing venues or is it just a different thing? For the most part. I mean, especially if I'm playing, if I'm not playing a band show or something, if I'm just playing solo, then I mean, there are, there are a handful of venues around the country that I do 
really that are like made for solo musicians, like listening rooms and stuff that I enjoy playing a lot. But for the most part, I prefer doing the house show thing if I'm solo. It's just, I mean, it's easier because I don't have to show up early and do a sound check and all that. <laughs> just yeah, show up, hang out, talk yeah. to people, play some songs, and and you're not most, like most of the time just like crash with, with the right? people I'm staying with. Uh, no, no, I just do like totally unplugged. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I feel like especially in the past handful of years, the songs that I write, um, I feel like they are made for that sort of situation. I mean, in my new, my newest song, um, not yeah. to do a cheesy segue. Or, <laughs> no, um, I, w- I was literally just about to ask you. About I, it there's anyway, a line so, yeah. in it that's um, about house shows. Yeah. Like I packed my guitar in a suitcase and drove to go play in some stranger's home. Yeah. Um, so that, that line's always fun to sing at house shows. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Okay, so I, I definitely want to talk about the new song. Mm-hmm. Um, the, but I like I so I'm I'm really curious about these house shows, and I th- mm-hmm. I think I asked you about it the last time we talked. Um, but like when you're setting up house shows, like I maybe it's just now because like everything's so weird and like mm-hmm. like going to somebody's house is like such a crazy thought anyway. But like how much how do you vet like? somebody like that you're like you're going to play in their house and like you said like sometimes you'll like even crash Mm -hmm. with those people like how do you vet that like because you're if you pick a bad one like that's that could be a real bad situation yeah i've never really had a situation that has been that i would call like bad um honestly there's there's probably less vetting than there should be on my end um at this point or at least in the early part of it at this point i've done enough where i know a lot of people and different cities that I frequent. So I'll reach out to them and ask if they want to do another one. Mm -hmm. Um, But if I'm playing a city I haven't played before, or especially in the early days of my um, house show stuff, I would just put out on social media, like, hey, I'm going to be in this part of the country, these dates. If you want to host, just let me know. And really the only vetting was because I was putting this out through social media, I could kind of creep on somebody's profile and see if they look cool (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, or creepy i mean most of my fans i don't really have any i i I was about to say i think it's creepy fans so (laughs) yeah i think it speaks well to what you're doing that you don't have like bad (laughs) situations come up often really the only i've talked about this before i feel like on (laughs) some podcast or somewhere um the only i it wasn't even it wasn't a bad house show experience it was just a weird um sleeping situation afterwards where it was a house that was kind of a dude house. There were like five guys lived there. Um, the show itself was really great. We hung out afterwards for a while and me and my friend Randy were on tour together doing the, these house shows and we were staying there that night. And um, when it was time to crash, I realized I was sleeping on a futon with a, at the foot of the futon, there was a giant terrarium with a huge snake in it that stared at me all night long and I could not sleep because this thing oh freaked me out. And it would always, it would, it would like go up the side a little bit, like it was trying to get out and then it would just like stare at me. <laughs> oh my God. So yeah, that was I, there's not no way fun. I'd be sleeping. That was not fun. <laughs> yeah. So like, were you like, um, are you sure it can't get out? Has it ever gotten out before? I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty sure I asked them that and I don't, I'm, I think they said it's never gotten out yet. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, yeah, that, that's creepy. I don't think I would have slept. Um, 
So, well, if uh, if you're ever if things ever clear up and you're mm-hmm. ever out this way, uh, we've got the perfect setup for you if you ever want to come through. Okay. Durham. Yeah, um, for sure. But uh, like we should got, definitely like, a cool do that when I am. apartments here. Okay, cool. Yeah, we so, should definitely do that when whenever that's possible yeah, again. That'd be cool. <laughs> um, okay, let's talk about the new song. Uh, I've been listening to it nonstop um, since Thank it you. released. Um, but I, it's not like to you, it's not brand brand new, right? Like you've you've had no, this I wrote song it, for a while. God, I wrote it probably like a year, year and a half ago. Okay. Probably about a year and a half ago. I feel I could be wrong, but did you have you played it on a stream before? Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I played I, it on I a few I of the streams. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so it's awesome. It's like I've, I've been listening to it nonstop, but it's it's always just like in my head. So then like I'll find myself like humming it and then I'm just like, well, I, I might as well just listen to it. I'm already <laughs> like humming it. Um, but it's so, so good. And it sounds uh, it's sound, it's like it's a completely different song acoustic versus like the orchestrated uh, one that, that was released, which I find so interesting because like a lot of times like um, like a, like a, a band, a full band like recording of a song like stripped down to acoustic still sounds like you're like, oh, yeah, yeah it's just the same song. It's, it's a little mm-hmm. more intimate. But like this one feels like a completely different song, like played those two different styles. Cool. Um, and th- what one thing that I noticed was like there's there's a lot of like or- there's like flutes and like there's a lot of orchestration in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's I, I feel like that's not something we hear from you a ton. Like, yeah, there no. are a few other songs like that, but mm-hmm. like, yeah. So like talk, I guess just talk about that choice. Cause that's, it's really cool. Yeah. So, um, the, it kind of came about, I don't have, I wish I had, I wish it was a single that was like leading up to a full album release. That's it's kind of just a one-off at this point. Um, that was another question I had. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, I, so a friend of mine, Kyle Cox, who I've, we're good buds. We've toured a lot together. We live like five minutes from each other. Um, when we have another friend, Rocco Wheeler, who was staying with Kyle and his wife when everything shut down. Um, and Kyle had kind of over the previous months before that started accumulating, um, some recording gear and stuff so he could start making music at his, on his own at his house. Um, and so since Rocco was staying with him, they decided Rocco had a bunch of songs that he had written and they decided to make a record. So they made a record in quarantine for Rocco. Turned out really awesome. Um, and then Kyle and I were talking and we're just like, hey, we should. I mean, I have this one song. We should. Um, we've got nothing else going on. Let's record it. And so yeah. Kyle produced it and um, it kind of came together pretty organically. He has a few like, musician friends who he's had played on play on some of his stuff we recorded the just the acoustic version basically and sent it out to some of these guys one who was a um one dude's a multi-instrumentalist kind of guy he plays pedal steel but he did a lot of the um a lot of the interesting sounds and there's some like glitchy sounds and then the Mm -hmm. percussive elements he did we just kind of gave him a vibe that we wanted the song to be and he sent us back a bunch of ideas um that were really cool and then all the all the horns were from um, the suit Robert Gay, who plays Kyle. So Kyle's music is very like jazzy and stuff. So lots of times okay. when he does shows, he'll do it just like acoustic with a jazz horn player. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, Robert's just like a great musician all around, but he did all orchestrated all the horn parts. 
and stuff, which I love. I never have had, I've had stuff with strings before, but never anything with horns. So, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I love how it turned out. We, for the horns, we were just like, yeah, kind of like something big and expansive and like almost, um, some of like the early Bonnie Vera stuff has that yeah. kind of feel. So that's kind of what we were going for with that. Oh, also fun fact. Um, do you know the song Christmas shoes? Yeah. The classic tearjerker song. Um, Robert, was the, the 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 trumpeteer was the um the child in that song was the voice of the, the little boy. No way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So, dude, the the horns was one thing that I wanted to ask you about specifically mm-hmm. because, um, in your like, especially in in sort of like your vein, mm-hmm. like horns is not something you hear a lot in like. Mm-mm. in in songs um and it kind of reminded me of uh um uh why am i blanking oh ben fold it, it kind of okay. reminded me of the the album that ben folds released i think it's so there um the like ben fold is like he plays piano he's like he's a very like singer songwriter dude yeah. um but so there was like fully orchestrated the whole way through okay um and he used horns in that uh strings and everything else too but he used a lot of horns and like um he, I, I think like I heard an interview with him one time just saying like, he just wanted to try like a five piece band and see like, you know, like a fully orchestrated sound and see what happened. And it's really cool. But like the, the choice, like, I, I feel like, you know, and like men at work would have like, back <laughs> in the day would have like saxophone or like some random oh, yeah, shit in there. Totally. <laughs> but like, um, I, you just don't hear it a lot. And it's like, it's a big choice. Like it goes either really well or really badly. I feel like, <laughs> and it went really well for you, but like, were you nervous about it or were you like, Not nah, re- I knew, I mean, I I've seen Robert play plenty of times where I know that he's like, not only a good musician, but very tasteful. Um, okay. And when like the notes that we gave him about how we want to be kind of like this, not necessarily like in your face, but this big, kind of orchestrated sound. Um, I don't know. I knew he was going to do a good job. So <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it I mean, sounds I was, great. Yeah. I, I love how it turned out. Uh, so, and then like the, but you didn't like, I, I guess, um, one of the other things I was wondering about is like, you didn't necessarily write it with like that sound in mind. Like that all just sort of came together. As no. You were, like, yeah. I actually version together didn't really know what I was thinking as far as the instrumentation on it. Um, until like Kyle and I made, we started with just the acoustic and vocal and we were just kind of listening to it together and talking through like what we kind of heard. Um, and yeah, I didn't, I didn't feel like it was the song to have like electric guitars and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. that it should take a pretty like, um, organic approach um well that's what i thought was interesting too because um like i i definitely want to talk about this more but i'll I'll save it Mm -hmm. but like a a lot of your songs are like pretty hard hitting like it's you're not you're not playing metal but like there's (laughs) definitely like a little bit of an edge um, yeah i mean a lot of it and i like a lot of like punk stuff and that's not what i write but i feel like there can't there's a little piece of that that can sometimes come through in some of my songs Uh, like Holy War or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, I saw, so yeah, I thought it was interesting that this one is like, this one's pretty mellow. Like, the lyrics still hit hard. Um, and I, I definitely want to talk more about that too. But yeah, mm-hmm. the, the sound of it was like, was very interesting to me. Like, it's, and it's not like you don't write softer 
songs either. Right. Like you've, you've done a lot of that stuff, but like, I don't know the, the whole, the whole package, I guess it just all together seems very unique. Um, and like, it sounds very you like it, it, like if I heard the song, I'd be like, oh yeah, this definitely sounds like a Matt Hires <laughs> song, like whatever that means. Um, like it, it's definitely got your vibe, but it's also like very, uh, I, I feel like it's unlike everything else that I've heard of yours. Um, which I also think is really cool. A lot of times, like, uh, like I, I'm sure other people are like this too, but like for me, a lot of times if I'm invested in an artist, it's always like, uh, um, like I'm on pins and needles when they release new music because I'm like, are they going to ruin it? They're going to hate it. Yeah. Um, and the, the perfect example of this, although I've warmed up to this album since was, uh, Matt Wirtz put out, um, what's the name of the album? Um, I can't remember the name of the album now. That's terrible. But like <laughs> Matt Wirtz put out an album around 2016, I want to say 2017. Um, and it was completely unlike anything else he'd ever done. He was like mm-hmm. very like folk singer songwriter country, like maybe like folk rock type of stuff. Okay. Um, and then he put out this. Um, it's really bothering me. I can't remember the name of the album, but like he put out this album that was like uh had a lot of like synth wave vibes and like, okay. um, like it was very electronic yeah. and like it's, it's still sat. He was amazing. Like it still sounded really good, but it was completely different from anything else he'd done before. Was and that what, I, when, it, when did that come out? Cause I feel like there was a time, uh, a, a few years where like that was the thing, kind of a lot of singer songwriters. It, yeah, it definitely was. Um, I'm going to look it up right now because it's it's bothering me. <laughs> you don't have to name drop it, I guess. I, <laughs> I can't. Uh... Yeah, I know. We're talking about your song and I'm like, this other artist. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> let's see. Gunshy. It was uh, tw- okay. yeah, it was 2016. OK. Which, yeah, I feel like is right around that time when like a lot of artists <clears throat> were like testing out some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And some some did it well. Like Matt did it really well. Like it's it's a good album. I just there, I'm blanking on his name. There was a dude. um, singer songwriter dude i've played a show with him before and so i feel bad that i'm not that i'm blanking on his name the album was called black bear okay does that sound familiar um um it does yes i think i've he I think pulled I've it off to really it. really well that album was really cool um, um yeah and then like uh it's gonna bug me the up right on my phone andrew up. bell andrew bell yeah black yeah, bear was yeah, an yeah. awesome album. I've, I've definitely listened to this um yeah matt when he did it he'd like he toured with like uh um uh, like a looper and mm. like all this stuff. And like, so he was like, and like a synthesizer and he like a MIDI controller and stuff like that. Like he was like, he went the whole, still like he solo? went all out with it. He did all still the, solo. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's cool. Um, yeah, it was, it was a really cool show. Um, and, uh, like the album was really good, but I hated it at first, but <laughs> all that to say, um, like this song, like I, like I had kind of the same moment. I was like, man, I really hope I like it. <laughs> um, and then like you get into it and it's definitely different than a lot of what I heard you, I've heard you play, but like, I really, really like it. And it still definitely sounds Good. very mad hires. <laughs> so, um, okay. So let's, let's talk about the lyrics because like, I've, I, like I said, I've been listening to this over and over again and lyric, like surprise, surprise, or like, you know, not to be captain obvious, but like lyrics are a big deal to me. Like I, I really like the sound of a lot of songs, but like, the lyrics is, is where like an artist will lose me or mm. like, you know, like I'll be mm-hmm. in for sure. But uh, like, so a lot of your songs, um, like really come out swinging. Like, 
Holy, you mentioned Holy War. Like, yeah, that's the, definitely the first line of that is like, Holy War, holy shit. I'm at it again. I'm turning tables over in my mind or something. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's the line. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, man, what's another one? Um, I feel like, uh, oh, Restless Heart. You say prettiest girls come from the ugliest places. You mm-hmm. come from the worst of them all. Like they're like some of your songs just like really open up like hard. Like they come out swinging, which I love. <laughs> um, and this one, like it starts like nice and softly. It's kind of like calm and serene. And then like this one comes out swinging too, I feel like. And immediately you're kind of like it, uh, it it's kind of like a good movie or TV show where like they don't start the scene like at the beginning. They like mm-hmm. start it sort of in the middle. Like there's already things going on mm-hmm. and you're just like kind of thrown in the middle of it. And you got to like catch up. I feel like that's what this song does when it first starts. Okay. Um, but I like, I love the lyrics. Like you, like it comes out like, um, talking about like, uh, you know, why, why do we think, um, why the hell do we think like, you know, life is supposed to be easy mm-hmm. or who, who told you life is supposed to be easy. Why the hell do we think it should be? Um, like the, it like from the very beginning, I feel like there's uh there's definitely something, um, like this isn't, uh, I'm like dancing all around the question I'm trying to ask, but like this is not a filler. Like this wasn't like I need to write some new music. And so I'll like, I'll just write a song. Mm -hmm. This, this definitely feels like there was something like there was a driving force behind it. Like this was something you needed to write. Yeah. I think a lot of it is, was sort of like, I don't know if it feels this way, but lyrically like a next step from where I was when I wrote American wilderness, Mm -hmm. um, and a kind of the the first verse, a lot of the lyrics are about like, yeah, life's not supposed to be easy because it's the your failures and the difficult things. Those are the things that um, not just help you grow. I feel like that sounds cliche, but like expand your heart that open you up. If you allow them, they can either close you up or open you up. And that's where... Um, it, it's almost it's it seems like it sucks that um, no matter who you are, uh, you're going to experience some shit in your life. But that's where where the, the magic happens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And like right at the end of that verse, like it like that verse, like kind of beats you up. Like who the hell told you that life should be easy and why the hell do we think that it should be? Is that mm-hmm. I'm, I no, think, that's I right. Feel like, that's right. Yeah. 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 Um, <clears throat> And then like, uh, I've tried and I failed, I tried and I failed again. Um, but right at the end of the verse, like, so the whole verse is like kind of beating you up as a listener Mm -hmm. because it's saying like, no, like life is really damn hard sometimes. And then right at the end you say, but it was never a waste of my time. Mm -hmm. And so like you, like it really comes out swinging hard. And then right at the end of that verse, it sort of like redeems all that. And it's like, but hang on, like, like, like you just said, like, that's where, like, this is where the magic happens. Like, stay with me for just mm-hmm. a second. It, it feels like you're like, no, 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 but it's okay. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, and I, and I, I feel like it's interesting that you, you say it's your natural next step from American wilderness because like we, we talked about that album extensively. Yeah. The last time we talked on the podcast. Um, and there's, I like, I can't say enough good things about that album too. Um, cause I, I think uh, when we talked, I, I called it the, um, anti-gospel album. Um, not as in like the, you know, the Satanist style, but like, um, <laughs> like, cause a lot of it is like, uh, 
like if the if the lyrics were different, I feel like a lot of it could be like like a Christian rock. That sounds terrible, too, because a lot of Christian rock is like so generic and cheesy. But like it like the feel of it feels like it could it could easily be like uh, like a praise album, like a, a praise and worship album. But like the lyrics are like super incisive and like like they cut like right to the core of all of that bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's talking about that struggle a lot. And it's interesting you say this is like the natural next step from that, because are you familiar with Spiral Dynamics at all? Um, A, a little bit. I would okay. probably have to be refreshed, but I, I, I know the concept. Okay. <clears throat> so like I, you, we probably, you're probably just as caught up on it as I am. It just occurred to me, but like it's, I heard it about feels it in a like, podcast once and that's the depth of okay, my knowledge. Same, same. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're probably going to butcher it, but like, it's, it's kind of a, for anybody that's not familiar, you definitely should look it up. Cause I'm probably going to butcher it, butcher it, but like butcher it. Wow. <laughs> um, I'll do that too. Probably. Uh, but it's it's kind of a way of looking at like human development and like collective development, I guess, psychologically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it's di- just different ways of like viewing and approaching the world. So there's like it starts off very like insular, like I have to take care of me. Um, and then I think the next step up is sort of like I have to take care of me and my immediate like close, mm-hmm. you know, people around. I think they're colors related to each level of yeah, this. Yeah, there's I a believe. color for each one. Mm-hmm. I know. I know yellow and turquoise are like the very top of the funnel, mm-hmm. um, but it, it reminds me like it, it feels like this. This is very like spiral dynamics, like holy, holy war, like um, like all those songs on American Wilderness were very like, uh, man, I, I'm going to forget the stages now, too, but it feels very like maybe green. Um, and then it, it feels like this album or this album, this song, you're like, you're kind of like somewhere in the yellow or turquoise, like you're like, you're moving on to, um, like bad experiences, uh, should help us grow. Like it's, you know, people aren't necessarily out to like the world's not out to get you. It's just Mm -hmm. like stuff happens sometimes and you can use it to grow. And this is all part of the human experience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, that was a really long winded way to no, just, I hear that. I it just, yeah, it, it kind of makes like, me want to read about spiral dynamics again. <laughs> it, cause it, it feels like you're, it, it, it definitely feels like an evolution. It feels like, mm-hmm. uh, and that's like what I, I mean, part of mode. the reason I've to myself caused like a, um, a little bit of a writing standstill aside from this song is that I want my, I want the next group of songs, the next album to be, Okay, so after the the American Wilderness was like deconstruction to okay, what are mm. some songs that sound like reconstruction? So yeah. this is like my first dipping of my toe into that, I think, um, and hopefully more songs follow. <laughs> but yeah, okay. Well, I'm I'm glad. I, I mean, I'm glad that I got the I'm glad I got the like the vibe from it that mm. you were trying to put out. Um, and it, it definitely feels like that. So I think this is a, a great. I kind of had, so you don't need my approval, but this is a great start. <laughs> the, um, I had the choruses first and they're all three different, mm-hmm. but kind of the same talking about, so the first one is I'm an ocean wave breaking upon the shore, return me to open mm-hmm. water. They'll break no more. The second one is I'm a river wild searching to find my home, return me to open water there. I will search no more. And the third is I'm a thunderstorm. Um, I don't think it's searching over the earth. I roam yeah. return me to open water there. I will weep no more. So I had that kind of concept of these three different things that 
return to water. It's kind of like a, not a, um, like, oh, when I guess my, I don't know, fear. I don't know. It's fine if people interpret it this way. Like, it's not like, okay, one day I'm going to go to heaven and I won't, um, mm-hmm break or search or like everything will be fine it's more of honestly like the um i think it's a buddhist concept of like okay i'm i'm a i'm a wave now and i break i'm adding to it i think the buddhist concept is that like we're a wave we exist for a moment and then we return to the ocean we we were always Mm -hmm. the ocean um right but yeah for just taking the form of a wave mm -hmm. for a moment right. and then you go back to what you were mm-hmm. and then you'd probably be a wave again mm-hmm. at some point. And you might be a river, you might be a thunderstorm. Um, yeah. and it's all fine. It might seem like you're breaking at the moment. It might seem like you're searching or you're a weeping thunderstorm, but you're all part of it all that has always been and always will be. Yeah, man. I love that so much. I, you know, the other thing that I was thinking about, like, um, cause I've been listening to this song a lot. Um, and then today I was just like, while I was working, like running a couple errands and stuff like that, I was listening to your music, just like all your stuff um, to get ready for the podcast today. But like something else I was thinking about is that your um, there is some music that I listen to. That's like, there's like good jams. Like, you know, there's some bangers and like they're fun to listen to and you know, whatever, like you just put them on when you want to bop or something. But like there's, there's like another layer. Um, this just sounds like I'm butting your bread because I'm talking to you, <laughs> but like, this is true. Like there's another layer to your music that like, there's like this, um, like the lyrics are great, but like the combination of like your sound and the lyrics, both like, there's this like ache, I feel like that comes from Mm. it. Like, um, that's like, uh, it's almost like there's like, there's like an itch you can't quite scratch. Like there's like, there's something like in a good way. This sounds like I'm describing it badly, but like in a good, like there's like something that you're tracking with you. Mm hmm. Like when I'm listening to it, there's like, there's a thing that I'm like, I I can't quite explain it. I I feel like adequately, but like there's another piece, there's another thing happening where it's not just like a good song that I can like, you know, sing along to or or whatever. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, there's something more happening. Like there's something happening like emotionally and like, yeah, that makes sense. And not that I don't feel like all of my songs are this way at all, but when I'm, I feel like when I'm writing at my best, I'm always trying to like to point the listener to something beyond what just like the song is or the lyrics are or something to like yeah. get or even just myself in writing the song to like try to get beyond um, just the lyrics or the music to the thing to the the wordless place that's beyond that where um Right. The real mystery and good stuff of life is. Right. And then, yeah, that's, that's the perfect way to put it. The wordless place. Cause like it's, I, I think what it is, is that you, you're doing exactly that. Like you're pointing the listener in a direction and you're saying like, there's, there's something happening here. Mm-hmm. Um, and you should be aware of it. And like, that's what I wanted at my best. I feel like that's what I'm trying to do. Most of my songs don't do it very very well, I think. But at my best, I feel like that's what I want to accomplish, at least. Um, oh, I, I mean, I disagree. <laughs> like, I, I I feel like you don't have any like. There's no filler songs um, in any of your albums. Like I, I like I feel like all of them are are 
poignant in one way or another, but like, um, not that your music is like, uh, uh, like difficult to listen to mm-hmm. or like exhausting to listen to, but like, there's definitely like another layer. There's something else happening. I feel like with, with your music where, um, and what's great is you're not like, you're not answering the question. You're not like, mm, there's that something, is something else happening I, I've realized this. I do a lot in song is ask or, or say something away that is a question. I didn't realize yeah. that I was even doing that until somewhat recently. I'm like, Oh, I've kind of always done this in my music is like not try to be like, and here's the answer. It's always like mm-hmm. questions that, um, yeah, that make you go beyond what I'm actually saying. Hopefully. Yeah. And that's, that's like, that's what I appreciate. Like you're, you're pointing in a direction and you're like, you're starting hopefully like for people you're starting like an inner monologue maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're like, you're generating some thought and then leaving it open. Um, which is also a very like spiral dynamics thing, but like, um, yeah. And, and sort of like the way you put it in the song where, uh, return me to open water mm-hmm. and there will break no more. Like it's, it's sort of this idea of like, there's something happening. Um, I'm, I'm going to make you aware and you should, you should spend some time thinking about this and like, mm-hmm. maybe there is no answer, but the, the question is definitely still worth asking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the second verse of this song feels like it was pulled right out of my brain. Um, especially, especially the way it opens up. Like it, so it says, uh, and I'm sorry if it sucks to hear somebody quote your own lyrics back no, to you. It's fine. I don't know how weird that is. Um, but it's, I it, quoted my uh, own just a little bit ago. So that's maybe, I feel weird. like that's allowed. Though, yeah, okay. like you wrote them. Um, but like the, the second verse is, you know, I've spent most of my life, uh, thinking things ain't all right. Um, and I, uh, this ain't the way it should be, mm-hmm. I think, uh, is how it starts. And, the, um, I, I literally just said to my, my therapist, uh, like a few weeks ago, I was like, I feel like a lot of my problem is I'm constantly looking at things like as what they should be, how they should be mm-hmm. and not the way that like, I have a hard time accepting things the way they are because I'm always like, it, this shouldn't be this way. This should be yeah this way. Um, and so then like, I just transfer all of that to myself too. I'm like, I shouldn't be this way. Yeah. Uh, there's like a different way I should be. Um, and, and, and I know what you're getting at in the, the second verse is sort of this feeling of like, or it's, it feels like to me, you can tell me if I'm wrong, (laughs) but, um, it feels like what you're getting at in the second verse is like, uh, sort of like finding a sense of purpose, um, and like belonging, um, right. Is, am I on the right track? It feels like that's where that's going. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, so that we, we talked about that part when we were talking about house shows, the second part of mm-hmm. that is so I packed my guitar in a suitcase and drove to go play in some stranger's home. I, yeah. pl- I sang with my eyes closed and I felt a little less alone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Some more of like realizing, I guess because I do find that the space of playing and it can be whatever, it doesn't have to be this, but for me, like with house shows are like a small gathering of people sharing I mean me through my music sharing like intimate parts of our lives lots of times it just becomes like a really cool communal intimate gathering um kind of tying that back into feeling out of place feeling homeless sometimes and then how you can show up to a house full of strangers and feel more at home than you've ever felt is a um 
just a fascinating thing that I still don't fully understand, but, um, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like the, the line, like feeling a little bit homeless in my own house on Mm -hmm. my own street, like that's, um, yeah, like that hits hard too. And that like, that's definitely relatable. I think for a lot of people, it's definitely relatable for me, but like feeling like I, this should be, uh, maybe I read too much into things, but like just that one line, like I, I thought about that a lot and I was like, there, there have been times for me where I felt like this should be enough. I should feel comfortable. I should be happy with this. Um, like, uh, I should, I should feel like I belong and like none of those things are true in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, so what's wrong with me? Like this, mm-hmm. this is like where people feel like, you know, like the, you know, they fit in. Um, and I've, I felt a lot of times like in those moments, like this is not whatever it is, this is not it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I like, I feel like I'm still looking for it. Uh, and in those moments, it's scary because like to the, I, I think the theme of like everything we're talking about, like there is a, this is something that happens, I think to everyone at some point. Yeah. And so it's all part of the human experience. Totally. And most people I think end up finding, you know, sort of their, their like home base, their niche, their, like their comfort, their, you know, whatever purpose or whatever it is. Like if, I think if you're searching for it, you probably will at least come close to it Mm -hmm. at some point. Um, but it's really scary in that moment where you're like, I've, I've done my whole life has led to this moment. And I, this is not, this is not it. Yeah. People of Earth, this episode of Good Humans is brought to you by Accidental Information. Accidental Information is an amazing, inspirational organization that is actually run by Christopher Swan, who was a guest in last season of this show. What he's doing with this organization is helping each and every one of us celebrate what makes us different and then use that to improve our personal lives and our careers. I love this organization so much, and it's not just because we just joined their podcast network. It's because each and every article and show that they have contains directly applicable and practical advice that will improve your personal life or your career. I love the articles that they post, such as how binge watching helps you live a better life, five amazing people who have used adversity to spark creativity, five ways to learn from every podcast you hear, how to tap into your creativity, and so many more. If you're interested, you should check out accidentalinformation.com and tell them good humans sent you. So last, last time we talked, we talked about sort of like early on, you knew that like this was something you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily always the plan. It was like, um, it was the military yeah. for a while. Um, yeah. Oh, I forgot we then, talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. And then like a little ways into that, it was like, uh, did, did you just have like a revel, a revelatory moment or like, um, like a, an epiphany or like, was it nagging at you for a while? And then you decided to like, I mean, kind of, or? I, so some friends and I had formed a band and probably soon after we had played a couple shows, even though we weren't like at this point, looking back, we were not good. It felt <laughs> so amazing. Then like, yes, this is what I'm going to do. Um, and I mean, luckily through playing more shows and practicing and working on writing songs better, it, 
it kind of worked out. But um, yeah, I, I guess it was just that um, energy and feeling of playing those early shows and playing with the band and stuff. It was like, yes, this is what I need to do. <laughs> so this this might be like a, a dumb question. Um Cause like, like you said, in that, in that moment you were like, yeah, this is it. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I'm sure in that moment you were, you were like a hundred percent sure you were like, Oh yeah. I yes, was getting signed is, like next week at that point. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Oh yeah, we're, this is, so, this is happening. I'm quitting school. Um, my parents were not thrilled about that cause they probably knew like they're not very good yet, <laughs> but I did it. Uh, but your dad, your dad, like kind of like. Your dad was like complicit a little bit. He made you. Yeah, your first he was guitar, a musician. Right? He was a tour yeah. musician for a while and yeah. stuff. So yeah, it's partially it was his fault. Yeah, so, so it's not he like he was. He was like yeah. totally. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> um, but like so in the in the like in the time since because um, obviously there's like there's time in between that like moment mm-hmm. and like when you're touring and like you're like okay yeah I can definitely make a career out of this this is like viable yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure in that moment too, like, like all of us have had those moments where we're like, yeah, I'm going to do this. <laughs> and then, uh, in that moment, you're not thinking like, okay, a lot of people say they're, they're, they're going to do this. And then it doesn't work out for a lot of people. And then like, you know, a lot of people find out they're just not that good. Um, yeah. you know, whether it's musicians or acting or whatever the case. So in the time since that moment, um, where you were like practicing and playing and like trying to get better and like grinding, um, which I'm sure there was a lot of, mm-hmm. I'm sure you probably had moments since then where it was like, mm, is this it? I don't know. I don't know. Anymore. Yeah. Or, or were you like sure the whole time? No, no, not at all. Yeah. There were definitely moments where I was, I mean the, on the, our band was pretty much broken up. We had fired our bass player. We were very much in limbo when, um, Atlantic records reached out to me in like two, that would have been 2007. Um, to talk about doing like signing and doing solo stuff. So I, at that point I was kind of, I was like, okay, I think at this point I should be like a worship pastor at a church and that'll be like the best route for me going forward. I had pretty much, I mean, I'd actually um, like interviewed at a couple churches and stuff. So I was, had changed directions and was fully planning on doing that. Yeah. (laughs) That's crazy. I can't believe we didn't talk about that last time either. Um, uh, I, there was a time when I thought that was what I was going to do too. I, mm-hmm. I actually interviewed at a few churches too. Um, it's like every, um, every that, aspiring, but. like anyone who's a songwriter or musician who wants to live like the touring musician life, it's always the fallback plan. If you're yep. a Christian yep. and that it's and not like whatever, like church is fine. Religion is fine. If it's helpful and mm-hmm. not destructive for people, but like that's it. Cause it's the fallback for so many people because I feel like it's so, it's kind of an easy job, honestly. Or at least it's it's very, yeah. If you're already like a musician and stuff, it's a very safe job. Yeah. And it's sort of like, I think, I don't know. I I haven't done it full time or anything. So I'm I'm sure there's definitely many churches out there where it's, I mean, there, there are churches that have stellar bands for sure. But like, it's, I I feel like it's also pretty easy to get hired on Mm -hmm. at like, if you're like, okay, even Mm -hmm. like you can get hired on. Um, so yeah, it's, it's so funny. That's so funny. Uh, so it, so what kept you like in those moments where you're like, I'm not sure if this is actually it. Um, maybe like, maybe I should look at a fallback or like, I don't know if this is going to work out. Like what kept you in it? Like what kept you going? Yeah, after I mean, it? honestly, probably like 
I would write a song I really liked or play a show that was really fun or something where I just got that like juice where it's like, oh, yeah, this is why I love doing it. I, I can't let it go yet. I got to keep at it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So it was like the it was like the next hit. Yeah, it's pretty much. Yeah. When you go after. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it's cool, man. I like the. I've I've thought a lot about. Uh, I, f- I feel like I have like cycles that I go through as far as like things that I dwell on quite a bit. Um, and this year being such a weird year, I've, I've kind of like gone back to thinking about purpose a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and this podcast for me is, I, I feel like part of, part of, I think what I'm here to do in some small way. Um, and I haven't been doing it because it's been such a weird year. I have like, I just have not been in the right headspace at all, mm-hmm. uh, to do this. And like, I, I felt like if I was, if I was going to be like interviewing <clears throat> people and talking to people, um, or even doing solo episodes, like it was going to be, uh, very, very, uh, inauthentic. Yeah. Uh, like I was just gonna have to fake all of it. Um, and I really don't want to do that. So mm-hmm. like, like, I'm glad that you and I are getting to talk because like, this is like, I, I don't feel like I have to be inauthentic and like, I was excited to do this. And so, but like thinking about purpose so much, like there was, there was a time when I was like, I don't know if anybody ever, like, how do you ever fucking find your purpose? Like, how do you even know if you've hit it? Like, there are definitely things I enjoy doing. Like music is, is, is definitely up there. And there was a time where I thought that like, that was what I would do for a living. Um, and my life didn't go that way, but like, it's, it's still a huge part of my life. This podcast is a huge part of my life. So there's, there are things that I feel I find purpose in, mm-hmm. but there was a long time where I was like, I, I don't know if I'm ever going to find like the thing I'm supposed to do. Um, do you, I, I don't think most people do though. And, and even if the people that kind that do quote unquote, do find that purpose, do you think they feel like that all the time? Like this? Well, that's, yeah, that's why I'm, I'm sure so curious. they also like, feel like doubt and yeah. insecurities and stuff at times. I would think, yeah, well, that, I don't and know, that's why maybe I'm curious not. about, maybe. that's why I'm curious about your experience though, because mm-hmm. like, you know, like you, like, I, I think an outside, like any outsider would be like, oh yeah, Matt found his thing. Matt found his purpose. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's, oh yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, especially I would say, you, so I, I was, we talked about a lot of this last time, I think, but, um, when I signed to the label in 2008, I was with them f- until 2000, the very beginning of 2014 Throughout that time, I guess, because like I had, there were definitely times where I'm like, oh, they could drop me any day now or whatever. <laughs> but yeah. I, you feel like you have a safety net under you when you're with a label. And then when we did, when they did drop me in the beginning of 2014, at that point, I'm like, oh, I'm done. Like, there's no way I could keep this going. And through whatever means I've been able to, like, here we are 2020 and I'm still going. So, yeah. <laughs> Was it like, um, that thought process. Cause like, you know, 2008 to 2014, that's like, you know, that's six years. And like you were touring during that time, mm-hmm. um, put out a couple records and, and like good records. Like you, I mean, you know, people liked your music. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely liked your music. And so like, what, why do you feel like you felt like shit, this is over? Um, were like, were you just not aware that you had like a fan base, like that people were enjoying your stuff or like, was it like, was it just I guess that, part like, of that, and I wasn't sure if I could keep it going. I didn't know. Like, I was left with, like, I had on the label, I had, like, a manager, booking agent. Oh, right. I had somebody doing PR and publicity, and all of that was gone, um, yeah. which that is, a lot of that stuff is tough to do on your own. I booked my first few tours on my own before getting a booking agent again, and I 
hated booking shows. It <laughs> sucks. Um, and there was just a lot. Yeah, I just wasn't sure I would be able to cultivate to keep the fan base going. And I wasn't sure if I would be able to keep touring because a lot of the like good tours I got when I was um, with the label were other like bands on the label that I was able to open up for and stuff. And um, I didn't know if I'd be able to afford making new music and like studio time and musicians and stuff like that. So there was just a lot that was like, I don't know if I can keep this going on my own. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in 2014. Like I I feel like now um, a lot of that is so much more accessible, Mm -hmm. right? Like there's, there are so many ways, like you just, you just put this song out. Like there are, there are so many ways to like record music and put music out now. Um, And I, to an extent, I feel like, um, I mean, you're doing house tours, but like, I, I feel like touring may be a little more accessible now too. Um, like the, the live music venue, I think has seen a renaissance in the last like few years, especially like the smaller ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, yeah, in 2014, I can see that. I can see that being like, especially coming off a label. Like I, I do. Yeah. Especially like, for what I had in mind of what, like a tour was supposed to be and like the, the rooms sure. I was supposed to be playing and how many people I should be playing to and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, just kind of had to re um refocus and kind of on it like focus more in on like okay um i have these fans that have that have like listened to my music for all these years i've been on the label so like what can i do to at least try to keep them sticking around and like engaged in what i do and enjoying what i do and stuff yeah and they're still around i mean like you get like people join those streams for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And really enjoy them and stuff like that. Is it hard? This is, I hadn't really planned on talking about this, but I'm curious, like, is it hard to, uh, so like you're a performer, there's, there's a certain level of like, um, there's a certain level of like leaning into the look at me, uh, piece of your personality, whatever that is. I'm not mm-hmm. saying you're egotistical, but like there's, there's a certain, amount of that that it takes being a performer yeah i mean you have to have a little bit of that i think to even think like hey i should get up in front of people and do this thing people are gonna (laughs) want this yeah yeah but like is it hard to um is it hard to like put yourself in a position to think like i have fans people are fans of me and so like do like how like i i guess how much of a factor is that and like what you do, like whether you're doing streams or whether you're doing like house shows or writing music or whatever, like does that factor into like your, your process, not just the performance or is it? Um, I don't know actually. Like not that it's a bad thing if it does. I'm I'm just curious. Like, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's a thought that I've been more comfortable thinking recently because I used to think that sometimes be like, Oh, that's, I am like egotistical if I think that, but no, like, it's fine. It's cool. If It's awesome that people are fans of what I do. I'm fans of what a lot of other people, like other musicians do. Yeah. Um, anybody like creating or doing stuff. I'm, I'm fans of people. I should allow people to be fans of stuff I make too. Um, yeah. And I mean, it's hard work. Like it's, it's not mm-hmm. like what you're doing is easy. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's, it's taken years for you to get to like the, the level of expertise and like, you know, you're well-practiced and like you're a great vocalist and musician. So like, I feel like allowing yourself to like be proud of that. And then also, like you said, like allowing people to be fans of that, like, and being comfortable with that is, mm-hmm. it's definitely, that's and great. I like, think it, there's I, nothing wrong with in it. In the stuff I've made since like American wilderness and stuff, the songs where I feel like I've been, um, stuff I've written where I feel like I've 
been digging deeper and putting out like the work I've been doing on myself, um, putting that in song form out into the world. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but like that does that it, it's, it's taxing. I mean, that's one of the reasons I haven't written much since American wilderness. It's because that did take so much out of me. Yeah. Um, and so when somebody I'm, I'm, I used to not be able to accept compliments very well, but especially with that album, I think when people message me or at a show, tell me like how much that has meant to them. I, I really try to internalize it because I'm like, that took a lot. Of, I don't, and I'm not that I say this, but for me, like that took, a, this album took a lot out of me to make. If it made mm-hmm. a difference for you, then hell yeah. That's why that's that's why i went through what i went through to make that album so i um will will accept your compliment for that (laughs) yeah dude i and i i have to believe that that album has meant a lot to a lot of people Mm -hmm. it really yeah yeah um uh it's like that album is so impactful and like speaking of like evolutions and, and and all of that like there's um there's a definite evolution like each album you know, that, that you've put out, like, um, take us to the start. Um, I, I think you actually, you said you put out an EP before that, right? Before take us to the start. Yeah. It was just a, um, a like live EP thing at that. I think right. we talked about this. I forget which, if it was in the podcast that actually ended up being the podcast, but we talked about, I did like a, an, a residency at hotel cafe in Los Angeles yes. yeah, while we I was that. recording my first album. And so I put out an EP that an EP that was live songs, yeah. taken from some of those shows. So take us to the start and then, um, the world won't last forever, mm-hmm. but tonight we can pretend. Um, and then American wilderness, um, like there's, there's a definite progression. There's a definite evolution from album to album. Um, like take us to the start is very like, uh, it's still like pretty hard hitting. Um, like a lot of lyrics are like, it's still very like, uh, like thoughtful, but it's a lot of like relationshipy stuff. Mm-hmm. A little um, more like wide-eyed optimist too, I think. Yes, <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, it's, it's definitely like very young, like yeah. um, s- semi-naive, 23, you know? 22. But it's like charming, <laughs> yeah. you know? Uh, and then uh, the world will last li- forever, but tonight we can pretend. Um, they, like there's still some relationship stuff in there, but there's also like, um, there's also this uh, uh, f- kind of philosophical bent to it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of like, observations about the world and like how things are and, and maybe how things should be. Um, and then American wilderness, like we, you know, we've already said is, is kind of a deconstructive, mm-hmm. uh, album. And like, um, that one seems like the most personal so far yeah, for, sure. for sure. And, uh, but it, yeah, it, it seems like the, the later, your later stuff, um, is, is very, um, it's very like, uh, it's, it's introspective, but it's very like, um, framing the world in a certain way or like asking questions of like, you know, what is like existence and like, it's, it's a lot more like existential and a lot less like, um, love song type stuff. And like, not that there's not a place for like love songs and and things like that, but like it feels, it feels uh, like you can definitely see a focus shift, Mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah. I mean, my early, my first album, I wrote like most of it right after I got married and stuff. And so that, relationship kind of songs were yeah were what was happening in my life at the time and yeah. um not that because i'm not 
writing as many relationship songs. That doesn't mean I don't love my wife anymore. <laughs> Just like, you know, wrestling <laughs> with doing wrestling with different things in life and tackling them through. I mean, yeah, writing songs is kind of how I work through things in a lot of ways. So what you how um, much how much do you have written that's not recorded right now? Um, not really much. I, I, I really, I keep saying this, that I want to get back into writing. I, part of it is just like kind of the, um, the routine I've set up right now, especially like through quarantine and through, um, like my wife works and stuff from home now, but I'm mainly the one taking care of our kids and stuff during the day. So really I need to find a time in the routine that I've set up for myself that I can carve out and dedicate some time to writing. Cause that's really the only way I'm going to get back into. It. And I want to, I feel like I'm in a place now where I'm, um, ready to write more of the songs that I want, that I sort of envision the next project to be like, I think. We'll have, you, have you felt like the kind of year we've had too, has just kind of been like, I can't bring myself to mm-hmm. do it a little bit. I, I don't, um, I don't feel like I operate very well creatively under like stress and so, or like, like touring can be kind of, there's stresses that are involved in touring and I never write on the road. I think because of that, because my oh, mind is preoccupied with like all the things that go into being on tour. Um, yeah. and I've kind of been a little bit maybe that way this year and just my mind has been preoccupied with everything else going on that I can't bring myself to, to write, but yeah. How have you, um, or, or I guess, uh, what I'm wondering about is like, what have you, what do you feel like you've learned, um, about yourself or the world or both this year? Uh, I, I feel like there, there's a lot, obviously none of us expected this year to go the way it has gone Mm -hmm. um and is still going but like i i feel like uh i've observed and learned a lot this year that i I probably wouldn't have otherwise um and both about the world and and myself but i'm Mm -hmm. wondering if like if there's anything that you've sort of like come away from 2020 with i'm trying to think um man i'm putting you on the spot that's a big question but um, I mean, there's a lot of things. I don't know if I should get into, maybe this is Americans specifically are terrible at thinking about other people <laughs> are so yeah, incredibly yeah. selfish. We're so incredibly yeah. selfish as a culture. Um, yeah, you're right. That we can't I, even, I, I, I was thinking like we, we've been, um, the whole like, uh, customization, the idea of customization has been so big for so long. Um, like you can get like, you can get custom everything and anything and like unique stuff. Like you like, I'm trying to think of examples cause I, I don't feel like I'm explaining this well, but like, um, okay. Like we were talking about video games before we got on here and like mm-hmm. you can, you can, you know, Xbox has a whole thing on their website where you can like design a controller just for you. Like it can mm-hmm. be exactly the colors you want it exactly where you want the colors mm-hmm. you can build your own controller and then yeah. have it sent to you. Like, um, you can get like, you know, there's like what five or six different color iPhones you can have now. And like, yeah, like every, like everything is like advertising is like targeted specifically at you, depending on your, you know, actions on the internet and like your surfing history or whatever. Um, 
like we we're so used to like this is just for me like mm-hmm. i think it's because ad. we're so like hyper individualistic as a culture yeah that's what i'm trying to get at yeah mm-hmm. that's perfectly that's perfectly said and i i feel like that plays into what you're talking about with like we're so incredibly selfish mm-hmm. but like we've we've been setting ourselves up to be for years now oh yeah i mean the the whole like at least for men, at least, I think probably across the board, the ideal American is like the rugged individualist, like mm-hmm. self, the self-made man is the, um, God of American culture. Yeah. yeah there's, <laughs> um, yeah, there's like this return to like, um, like this bootstrap mentality, mm-hmm. like the startup. Um, I never thought about the customization kind of being a part. I, it falls into the same psychology though. Like mm-hmm. this is me. And I'm it's like my, I'm my preferences. I'm unique. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's mistaking ourselves for the wave when we're really the ocean. All. <laughs> Exa- Dude, exactly. Yeah. To bring it back. It, that's exactly what it is though. Like we've, we've, we're, we're in the, as a country, I think we're in the very, very low, uh, part of the spiral. Mm-hmm. If we're talking about spiral dynamics, but like we're definitely, um, we're really bad at thinking about the collective. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I guess it's fact, not only that I, cause it's not bad to recognize yourself as the wave or an individual, but it's that like, okay, I am this individual and I am, and I matter most or like, yeah, I don't know. If, if people have listened to this podcast very much at all, they've heard me talk about the tragedy of the commons before. Um, okay. I think that's what it's called. And like, essentially it's just, it's the idea that like, when you have, when a society grows to a certain number, um, the individuals stop feeling like their actions affect the whole anymore mm-hmm. because the society is so big. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, in a crowd of a hundred people, if one per, I don't know, what's a good example. If one person farts, I guess like <laughs> most of the people in the crowd are not going to smell it, yeah. but like the people around that person are definitely going to smell it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like th- there's, there are, so like it's, it's, the inability to like recognize how your actions affect the whole, even though they may feel very small, like, you know, what does it matter if I litter? Like mm-hmm. most people don't litter. So I'll just litter. What does it matter if I recycle? Most people do. So if I don't, it's not a big deal. Like it's stuff like that. And then, or we, even that, like, why was it ma- if you like have been recycling, recycling and you're like, most people don't recycle. So what does it matter if I, right. <laughs> like yeah. So, what, so why does it matter if I continue to do it or if I quit? Mm-hmm. Um, we like, we're really bad at, we're really bad at seeing beyond like how this affects me directly, me or my immediate family, Mm -hmm. um, or like my close friends or whatever. And like, that's, I think that's a human problem probably overall, not necessarily just an American problem, but it doesn't help that our culture, like this, like rebel, like you said, rugged individualist culture is sort of like inbred into our, like, uh, like our, our patriotic DNA, like our, Mm -hmm our nationalist DNA. And so like we're, we're even more, I think rewarded for being that type of a person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's very strange. It is. And it's weird. And combining that, I mean, especially, I don't know if I'm just more aware of it this year or what combining that with a a culture that's very much like a binary thinking culture. Yeah. um, Then you get America. (laughs) Yeah. Congrats. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, 
It, it reminds me. I, it reminds me of um, the line. Is it from Holy War where it's like um, we say uh, it sucks to have to love you in America? Mm-hmm. My, yeah. Um, yeah. Where I sing the line from that hymn. My Jesus, I love yeah. thee. I know thou art mine, but sometimes it yeah. sucks to have to love you in America. It like it remind, I think about that so much. There there are so many lyrics in that album that I, I think about, like the Bible Belt Billboard Blues <laughs> is one of my favorite lines ever. But yeah, th- I think about that so much, like because there's so much good to be had from from all of that. Like religion can be really, really constructive and helpful for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you start combining it with like nationalism, especially like toxic American nationalism, mm-hmm. um, it like it takes on this whole other thing and then like it all just gets mixed up in like in that individualism and like the um like the rights of the the individual and like um you know the don't tread on me bullshit and, like <laughs> like all the like it it all like s- like morphs together into this whole other crazy thing and I, like mm-hmm. i don't even know if we have a word for it at at this point but like i don't know it's it's just um it's strange it's bizarre to me and like yeah. i that makes me think I, I so I've, I've been reading um, Rob Bell's new book, Everything is Spiritual. Have you read it? Or you, you, I, I've got it on my desk. I've only I've okay. only read the first chapter. I'm like so halfway far. through. Um, Rob's another writer that like he comes out swinging immediately. Oh, yeah. Like he's, he starts out talking about how his grandma used to put money in her bra. <laughs> That's like one <laughs> the of the new, first this lines new book's in the interesting. Book. It's like half memoir, half. Yeah. Spiritual philosophy book. Um, yeah. But he was just the part that I was just reading was where he's talking about like what a weird phenomenon um, the majority of Christianity, the Christian, the culture of Christianity is in America and how that like the, the way he reads the Bible, at least like it was not written for it. The Bible is pretty merciless when talking about empires and things like that. But the, <laughs> I mean, I guess it wasn't necessarily America, I guess like the Roman empire kind of, co-opted Christianity and turned it into a religion of the empire. But, mm-hmm. um, where was I going with that? I don't know. Just the way he was talking about it in relation to America. It's like, how do you read, um, what's that verse? Some trust in chariots and some trust in horses, but we trust in the name, name of the Lord. We're the ones with the chair. Like the U S has, what was the yeah. stat? He said, we own like 40% of all, um, weaponry or like mm-hmm. military weaponry in the world. We are the chariots. We are like, yeah. they're talking, that was talking about us yeah. um, and how Christianity here has um, become so natural nationalistic. I don't know. We may have talked about that yeah, last time. I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, we definitely, I about t- like we talked religion on the last mm-hmm. episode for sure. I, I, this wouldn't be a Josh and Matt conversation if, if we didn't, mm-hmm. I think, but um. Yeah, man. Like the, the, it reminds me of another book too. Um, Peter Rollins, who's like also in that like circle. Yeah. Like I've heard some podcast podcasts with him, but I've never like written or read. He's amazing. He's, he's written. Um, he's like, he's been on Rob's a few times. Mm-hmm. He's been on Pete Holmes. That's where I've heard him was times. on um, Pete Holmes podcast. Um, and he's like, he's written a bunch. He also does, he does a weekly podcast with another, like a comedian that I follow, um, named Elliot Morgan. Uh, it's called the fundamentalists, um, (laughs) which is hilarious to me that that's what they named it. Um, and they talk about, uh, philosophy 
Um, so he, like he, he, like he covers the philosophy sort of part of it. Um, and then Elliot does, he like provides like an outsider take and like kind of a comedic sort of spin okay. on some of it. It's really good. It's really good. But he wrote a book, Peter Rollins wrote a book called the idolatry of God. Mm. And he talks about this a lot too, which is a, it, that's a funny title, but like it's, I think I, it's pretty I love incisive. That title. Yeah. <laughs> um, cause he, he literally is talking about how, like, um, like if you listen to like praise and worship songs, they're like, um, like it's, it's, it, it's, if you really think about a lot of them, they're super weird. Like mm. they're like, if you replace Jesus with like the name of a girl, it would be a love song. Oh and yeah, like for sure. It wouldn't just be a love song. It'd be like a super creepy love song. Mm-hmm. Like it would be like ultra creeper level status. Yeah. And he talks about how we've like Christianity has replaced like true, like true, true worship. And like what, you know, sort of what Jesus laid the groundwork for with this, um, this idolization of, uh, the, not, not what he was, but like our idea our like our modern Western interpretation of what he was. So like we're, yeah. like we're idolizing, we're idolizing God. Um, it's kind of like we do like a, um, like a first love or something. You, you can idolize yes. that, that person or that feeling just because of what it, you thought it, your idea of what it was when you're looking back right. on it instead of like what it truly is. Does that, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Is that's that, exact, yeah, okay. that's exactly it. Cause it's, it's like you're like, you're, um, yeah, you have this like idea of what it should be. And like, mm-hmm. it's, it's the problem that <laughs> like man, man creates God in his own image. Mm-hmm. And so like the, the God that most people worship is just a super version of themselves. Totally. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like an all powerful omnipotent, like Josh is essentially. Yeah. Like, and I guess that's you know, why to somebody who's super nationalist patriotic, their God is that way too. And that's why their God loves America for some yeah, reason yeah. more than other countries. <laughs> Exactly. Which is why they, when they read the Bible, like they think they're Israel. Yes. And like, I'm sorry. Wait, like, let's read that again. Israel you, was you are not, not Israel. The, the, only, the times when Israel <laughs> acted like an empire was when they got put in their place. Yeah. Like the, like the Bible is not kind to like, it doesn't speak super highly of David, like in his later years yeah. when he's like a king, it doesn't mm-hmm. speak super highly of Solomon. Like it doesn't, it doesn't speak highly of like, any of that really like there there's one point i i can't remember i think it's in one of the kings where um like the book of kings where uh (laughs) it says something about like um like the best the best compliment it gives the account gives the king is that he like wasn't he wasn't as bad as the king before or something like that (laughs) it's been a long time since i've read through it but like the the best thing that it says about this king is like he at least he's not as bad as the last guy yeah um which feels very prescient as well. But like it's, it's, it's just strange, uh, that like, okay, this is the perfect example. This is a stupid example, but this is a perfect example. So, um, I'm in a, I'm in a group on Facebook that's for like office fans. Mm -hmm. And so like people just post like funny stuff in there, like memes and, and whatever. And so it's like for people to nerd out and talk about the show. So somebody posted something and then another person jumped in and was like, oh, my God, like people have talked about this already (laughs) or whatever. Um, And of course, people have talked about it. There's only so much to talk about about the show. So somebody else was like, hey, can you chill out? Like, of course, there's going to be like double posts. Like, it's fine. Um, And then the the original person that was like having a cow was like, stop being such an Angela. (laughs) 
And if you know anything about the office, like Angela's like super yeah. uptight, like uh-huh. very mean. So they were the Angela in the first place. Exactly. <laughs> so it's, it's like really strange. Cause you're like, so you know that being Angela is bad. Like you get that concept, uh-huh. but for some reason you can't like, you have no idea that like you're actually doing the thing you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like there's so much of that happening right now. I think yeah. where people are like, they know that they like, they a hundred percent have the right concept that like, this thing is bad, mm-hmm. but then they can't see it in themselves. Like they can't see that they're doing yeah. it. Um, and that, like, I, I think some of the examples I've seen is like, obviously the election, uh, as of when we we're recording this, the election just happened. Mm-hmm. And like, we still don't know like a hundred percent the results of that because oh, we it's know. being contested, but we, I mean, we know, <laughs> we know, but like, um, you know, I, I don't think I'm going to unclench my butthole until, uh, it's like, <laughs> actually official, like maybe yeah. in January. Yeah. So, but like there was, there's so much, uh, like vitriol on, on, on both sides for sure. Mm-hmm. And it gets, it gets really scary to me sometimes when I'm like, like, I definitely lean left a hundred percent. Um, I don't think that's any secret if people have heard this podcast yeah. before. And so, uh, but it, it gets really scary to me when I see other people on the left that are being just as hateful and toxic yeah. as people I've seen on the right. And mm-hmm. then I'm like, what, like, what are we doing? Like, yeah, that, and I don't think that's to say that like not forming a false equivalent equivalency between both sides. Cause I think they're in our current state right. in our, this is not a, at where we are currently in America. I think a lot of the farther right ideas are much more dangerous mm. um, where we are, but I fully get what you mean. Like I see, yeah, the vitriol, the vitriol is the same on both sides. I guess that's kind of what I was meaning when I was saying, like, we are such like a, a binary thinking mm. um, culture, and that show, yeah, that comes out on both sides. We somehow we have to learn to um, to get over that, or maybe it doesn't happen as a culture. Maybe it's just that happens in the individual or something. I don't know. I, yeah, well, it's, it's funny you say that because I think it starts in the individual, but like mm-hmm. if it happens in enough individuals then it yeah. happens in the culture, mm-hmm. you know? And that's, again, going back, like, uh, dude, going back to your song, like the, the part of the song where you say, um, uh, it's, it's like the, it's like the hook. Um, I got to keep moving. I got to keep opening up. Mm-hmm. Um, that to me was like that I, t- for me, like that line of the song is, is the most important line of the entire thing. And that's mm-hmm. like, that's what got me thinking about like spiral dynamics and like the evolution of like consciousness and like, you know, how you're kind of viewing the world. But like that to me is, is where, um, sort of the rubber meets the road. Cause like you mm-hmm. can, you can have moments of clarity where you're like this bad thing happened and I should learn from it, mm-hmm. but it's really easy to go back to like, um, to the mindset that's like, man, this really sucks. Like, I don't know why this is happening. And like, you know, the resistance, like, to your, to your point about like the sort of the Buddhist philosophy is like, um, this is what's happening now. This is where I'm at now. This is who I am now. But mm-hmm. like judging it, um, or resisting it isn't going to do me any good. It's just going to cause more pain. So like, let's flow with it. Let's see what it has to teach us. And then, you know, move on. Um, so that line, like I, you know, keep opening up like that to me was, was sort of the embodiment of all of this, where you're both accepting, the, the shit that's coming your way, um, and growing from it. But then you're also saying like, and yes, I understand that this is just part of the thing. Like this is all part of it. Yeah. I, Um, I, 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 there's something I think about a lot that I pro I'm sure I 
learn this from Richard Rohr because I think it's a like a Franciscan idea um, of like the most meaningful um, act of protest and like resistance that you can do is to do like real work on yourself and make yourself um, the best that you can be Um, because it's I mean not to say that you shouldn't protest in the streets if need be but like the the most change that you have the ability to affect in the world is on yourself Mm. Um, which I don't always do a great job of but I I like to keep reminding myself of that yeah well I think the process is what's important Mm -hmm. right like it's the Again, it's, it's the entirety of the human experience. Mm-hmm. Dude, denying any part of the human experience, I think is, is it's futile for sure. Mm-hmm. But like, it's also so hypocritical. Like, <clears throat> yes, all of us are shitty sometimes. And yes, all of us mm-hmm. are selfish mm-hmm. and all of us, um, fall way, 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 way short of, of the people we feel like we should be or think we should be. But that's all part of it. That's, that is the human experience. Yeah. That's the. Uh, again, God, like going back, I'm, I'm not trying to do this, but it all ties in. Like going back to your song, that's like the failing, um, and rising and failing again and mm-hmm. rising, like, and it's never a waste of your time. Like as, as long as you're aware of that happening, um, and hopefully getting a little bit better each time, um, that like, that seems like the work totally. you know, that it's not, it's not, uh, it's a, it's a very, it's a very like Western capitalist idea to feel like there will be a point at which I have arrived. Yeah. Um, I have, yeah, that's good. That's a good thing to think about is to not, to not attach myself to that. Cause I do for sure. I do. Yeah, that. I do too. Mm-hmm. Like I, and I think all of us have this idea <clears throat> that like, if I keep working and if I work hard enough and long enough, I'll get there. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I like don't an think internal, an internal retirement that we're <laughs> working. Exactly. Towards. Where you're like, I made it. Uh. I can stop working on myself. <laughs> um, and yeah, hope, like hopefully we never, you know, hopefully I, you know, for me at least, hopefully I never get to that point. Mm-hmm. I, I like, there's nothing, there's nothing that like kills my interest in a, a person or a conversation or, or whatever more than getting the sense that somebody's like, I did it. Yeah. I, yeah, I I, I, that's interesting because I do sometimes catch myself feeling like, OK, I, I've, if I get to like there's this place that I can get to, be it like mentally, spiritually, whatever, where I, I will feel satisfied. But I don't think part of me like the the enjoyment I get from digging into spirituality or like whatever, things like that is is it like that's I, yeah. I, I just love like digging into that stuff. So I don't it's kind of good that there's never like a, a, a place that you can get to like that, like the top of the mountain necessarily. Um, yeah, I, I I was I was talking to a buddy of mine um, and he's like he, I he I think he's in the beginning stages of deconstruction. He's kind of toying with the idea. Um, he grew up very similar, similarly to me, even went to the same like Christian college that I went to Mm -hmm. for a few years. Um, and so he, he knows that like, I'm really interested in this stuff. So he like called me, was like talking about it. Um, and I like gave him a few book recommendations, Rob Bell, Peter Rollins, Mm -hmm. um, you know, all the, all the, all the ones that I've read so far. Um, and, but I, like I told him, um, cause he, like, he kind of had that sense where he was like, uh, this is a thing I can go through and then I will be done. 
Um, that was like how he was approaching it. And I was like, I like, I, I don't want to like, I don't want to, like I, I don't want to discourage you, but like it's, <laughs> that's not going to be it. Um, yeah. And so like the way I described it was like, it, it's sort of like you're just, you're float. Like you had a boat in the ocean and then you were like, I don't think this is a boat anymore. <laughs> and then, and then all of a sudden it's not a boat. It's nothing, you know? And then you're just like in the ocean without a boat. And then there's like these like little pieces of driftwood and stuff that float by that you can hang on to for a while and they're helpful and they let you rest. And then like you can move on to the next one. Um, And there's like this sense of like it it really sucks sometimes that there's this sense of I'm never going to know. Like Mm -hmm. it will never be figured out. But then there's also this like you were saying, there's this like joy that comes from like. But in the meantime, I can see what this is like. Mm-hmm. And I can explore this idea and I can go over here and, you know, see what's happening there. Like it's really once you kind of come to terms with the fact that like it's unknowable, um, there's a lot of like excitement in the exploring. Yeah. And but I think that I'm pretty sure this is Richard Rohr, too, um, the, in talking about like the mystery of the divine or whatever you want to call it, the mystery itself it's not that it's unknowable. It's that it's infinitely knowable. So there's, yes, that's so much better there. It's, there's always something more to be known. Yes. Um, and not known as in like close handed certainty, but, um, known on more of like a, you know what I mean? Like a heart level, like, uh, there's like a truer way of knowing, I think. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that idea a lot of the of of the mystery being infinitely knowable instead of unknowable. That's such a better way to put it. Yeah, because like the yeah unknowing unknowable kind of like discredits any work that you've done, and mm-hmm. like it's not that it's not that the work is um, futile or that like you know like everything you know when you happen upon a new idea, everything you did before is out the window. You're just kind of building on it, um, mm-hmm. but you're you're building towards something that just goes on forever. Ooh, there's a line, uh, which I need to look up real quick. Um, there's this album that a friend of mine just turned me on to, um, by, have you, have you ever heard of, um, Clem Snide? No. So. Sounds like I need to write it down though. Yeah. C L E M two words, C L E M S N I D E. Okay. Um, let me see. So it's a, a, an artist who's been around for a super long time. There's an album that came out, I think, in like 2003, 2004 called Soft Spot that I listened to back in the day. Um, but a friend of mine just turned me on to the new album from Clem Snide called Forever Just Beyond. Um, let me look. There's a line, though, that's very much about what we're talking. OK, it's most of the this song is this repeated. It's, um, God is simply that which lies forever just beyond the limits of, of what we already seem to know. Oh, that's God, so good. God is simply that which lies forever just beyond the limits of what we already seem to know. That's so, so good. good. The whole, the whole album front to back, like lyrically is pretty incredible. I think you dig it. So check that out and listeners check it out as well. The album's called yeah, forever just beyond. <clears throat> yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah, I I think for me, um, mostly what I've learned in 2020 is that uh, 
I, I have a lot more growing and learning to mm-hmm. do. I feel like I've learned a lot this year. Um, and, uh, and, and not that, not that I did think that I had it figured out before, before this year. Um, but I, I definitely thought I had a lot more figured out than I realized I did. Same. Yeah. Uh, same. <laughs> so, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's been like a really good, like, uh, like a nice humbling experience, mm-hmm. I think. Um, uh, if we're going to put it positively and, and I think we've seen a lot of positive societal change too. Yeah. Um, there's a lot more work to do obviously, but, um, you know, yeah, this is a, this is a building year, I think, uh, you know, for, for something better. So, it is. I hope so. I hope it's for something better. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I do too. That's, that's the, uh, eternal optimist in me, the, maybe the naive optimist in me talking, but, um, well, cool, man. Um, do you, um, are you still cool with playing uh, a song? Oh, or yeah. Two? I kind of forgot um, about that, but I can do podcast? that for sure. Um, cause I, I think it'd definitely be cool to, to hear the new one. Um, and then maybe something else, like whatever else you want to play. Okay. Um, what else should I play? I, uh, man, I don't know. Like I, I have a, cause I know the songs I like, but I, I don't know the stuff that's the most comfortable to play like acoustically or just sort of solo. I mean, almost um, anything I, I'm used to at this point. I really like, um, I really like, uh, Black River. Um, that's on American Wilderness. I really like, uh, Listen to Me Now, um, from Take Us to the Start. Um, A to B is really good. Uh, but I mean, whatever, whatever you're feeling. I could do, I like it all. I could do A to B, which I do. So I'll do, um, Break No More. And should I do A to B or Glory Bound? Ooh, you should probably do Glory Bound. Thought it might fit. I don't know. A to yeah. B could also be great too. I mean, that's one of my favorite songs I've written too. So either one. Yeah. All right, it's up to you. I'll leave it up to you. Okay, I'll Both play Break No choices. More and then and then. Fill I've out. been uh, just also <laughs> just so you know you you've inspired me. Like I I haven't picked up my guitar and months okay. um and i haven't sung in months like i've been dealing with like some allergy stuff mm. north carolina is not hopefully nice i'm i feel like I'm, my, I'm my my wife and son um started getting sick on like monday they were getting colds and I, I feel like i'm fighting it so hopefully that doesn't come through in my voice we we're doesn't we're like 95 percent like sure it's just colds and not the coronavirus i had so I, I had to get a test a few weeks ago like when my allergies were like mm. really really bad I got a test. Thankfully, it was just allergies. Yeah, but, we've been getting um, tested. It get, testing has been pretty easy in Nashville, so um, we've been doing it as much as we can, like every once a week, just to just to know. So if we're like around people and or it, stuff, it's like, hey, we're safe, we're good. I'm sure there's a part of you every time that's like, okay, fingers crossed. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I was saying like I, I haven't touched my guitar, or, like sang or anything in in a while, mm-hmm. um, and listening to your your stuff lately has inspired me. So I've, I've awesome. been playing more. So thank you for that. Yeah, too. nice. That's but, awesome. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna All take right. off the headphones to play just because it'll feel better. Yeah, for no me. worries. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this is the new one. Um, called break no more. I've lost and failed and I've lost again 
my time So good. Thanks. That's so dude. good. Thank you. It's uh yeah, man. It's it's a completely different song acoustic um than like fully orchestrated. Both are great, but like it's yeah, that's that's so good. I love it. Uh for anyone listening, check it out on I don't know, wherever you get your music, it should be there under my name, Matt Hires. <laughs> cool. Um I'll do I'll do Glory Bound. Is that cool? Yeah. Love it. Glory Bound. I'm Glory Bound. I can use a little help right now. Yeah, the devil's in my doorway. He ain't leaving. So I'll keep the light on my rifle right next to me and a stack of black by too bloody to read for miles and miles as far as the eye can see no mansions of glory just the devil and me I'm glory bound I'm glory bound 
the guts to start up the conversation If I only had the guts If I only had the guts If I weep and gnash my teeth Can we call it So good. I'm like, my eyes are, my eyes are watering up. <laughs> Dude, that song is so, so, so good. Um, man. And it, I, it, it speaks, I, I think to a lot of what we were talking about tonight, but, um, yeah, there's, there's just, uh, there's a lot of truth in both of those songs, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it, dude. Thanks for doing that. Thanks for having me back on the podcast. Um, I, uh, I actually, I, I meant to show you, I've got my oh, sweet. American wilderness vinyl. It's, yeah. it's like on my bookshelf right next to me. Um, but it's, this is one of my favorite things. Uh, the album is just so good and having it on vinyl, like just vinyl hits different, you know? Totally, um, man. I, any album that I like that Clemson night mm-hmm. album I mentioned recently, my friend had recommended it and I listened to since it was like a recommendation, I only needed like, I listened to the first three songs and I'm like, okay, I need to buy this on vinyl and then re-listen yeah. to it. <laughs> your your vinyl setup is nice too. Like I, I need to get um you got like that little like uh shelf on the wall where you can like put the mm-hmm. yeah the the album you're listening to like you prop it up there. I think that's super cool. Um it's yeah. like a it it looks like your setup it looks like a whole like experience. Like you're not just like listening to a vinyl, you're like listening to a vinyl. I love um, it. I, I so cool. ever since I I spent like two weeks in London gosh in like 2010 and i love the um the whole afternoon tea concept just a time to like yeah Yeah. take a break pause and so almost i i don't always do it when i have my afternoon tea which i do almost every day um i'm not a coffee drinker but the the tea in the afternoon is a nice like little little pick me up and a nice pause to the day but lots of times i'll just throw on a record and drink some tea and listen to it yeah i love my setup it's great (laughs) yeah man um yeah if uh if 
definitely listen to Matt's music, uh, listeners, if you haven't already, um, if you didn't from the last time Matt was on, but, uh, Matt hires Matt with two T's H I R E S. Um, and America, I like it. all of the albums are fantastic. Um, the first album I ever heard was, uh, take us to the start. Um, and, uh, that one, I, I think I told you this, Matt, it, it bears repeating though. Like I found that album, uh, at a time in my life where mm-hmm. it was much needed. Um, mm-hmm. and so I will always be grateful to you for that. Uh, cause it helped a lot. Um, it was a, it was a terrible, terrible, uh, year. Um, it was, it was pretty much the whole year that was, that was rough. Um, and so that album helped me a lot. Um, but, uh, uh, all of the albums are really, really good. American wilderness definitely speaks to, um, I, I think maybe a little more of a specific experience, but there, yeah. there's a lot of it that is pretty universal too. Um, but if you, if you're interested in the American wilderness vinyl, um, it's, uh, on your band camp still, Bandcamp, right? Camp, Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So it's what is it? Matt hires. boxes in the closet behind me. Um, Matt hires. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <clears throat> um, it's, I highly recommend it. Um, Dude, and the new song is so, so good. Um, Thank you. Hopefully I'm I'll have uh, more now. to follow it up before too long. Yeah, I mean, no then pressure, we talk again. Like, we're all we're all waiting. So <laughs> um, one we'll day we'll hang out in, in person. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I would love that. Um, I'm glad you're in a good spot. I'm glad you're, you're feeling uh, good, staying sane this year. Um, <laughs> definitely take care of yourself. You know, don't don't push too hard like you're uh, a healthy, a healthy mat is better than a an it's unhealthy true. it's true uh yeah. like product quote unquote productive matt exactly I, i've been i've been thinking a lot about being productive recently <clears throat> too and i like because i've felt just like a mm-hmm. sack of shit because i like i work at home and then i just stay at home all day and like mm-hmm. do other stuff i haven't been doing this podcast for a while um because i haven't been in the right headspace and like uh so being kind to to yourself <clears throat> about like you know just just be where you're at i think is yeah i um key. that's another man that's such an American idea that you have to be, that you have to like validate yeah. your existence by being yeah. productive that you can just, you, just, you be. can just be, it's fine. <laughs> That's great. That's yeah. maybe even better. I don't know. <laughs> it, it probably you're is. comfortable probably just being. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm glad we did this. Um, and I'm, I'm glad the, the new song is out there for people to listen to. Um, yeah. Uh, any, did is there anything else that you wanted to cover that we didn't cover? I don't think so. I was just kind of, you know, didn't really have any expectations. Just wanted to hang out and talk for a little bit. And cool, yeah, this was nice. Um, we should we should talk more often anyway. Like, I'm I'm glad we got together and like caught up. But mm-hmm. like, and we message every now and then. But like, we should, you know, it's it's really good to catch up. Uh, for sure. Our our conversations are always uh, substantive. I feel like so. Mm-hmm. I you know I appreciate it. Um, yeah, me too. Listeners, thank you for listening. Um, we're back in action, um, and uh, I'm. It, it feels good. It feels good to be doing this again <laughs> as well. Um, so, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Um, we're gonna do more uh, and talk more. There's probably gonna be a lot more solo episodes um, coming up, just because. Well, for two reasons. Uh, one, it's for some reason really hard to line up guests, even though everybody's at home. <laughs> it um, should be so easy. <laughs> yeah. So I, I thought it'd be a lot easier, but um, I'm having a hard time getting a hold of people. But, Although uh, I canceled two, on you last week. <laughs> what's that? I said, I, I, in thinking back, I canceled on you last week. We had planned it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no worries. I, I mean, like, you know, 
this I'm I'm really glad that we're doing this. Um, both because the new song is out, but but also like um, like I said, like the these conversations are. Uh, I, I feel like you got a pr- like a pretty good perspective on the world, um, and I'm happy that people get to hear it. But like, um, you know, I, I'm just at home too, so moving it a week is is not a big deal. But um, yeah, for for some maybe it's just because the the year has been the year it has been. Yeah. Uh, people don't seem super up for for conversations um, recently, so that's one reason. But also, um, I've been doing a lot of thinking. I've been, I've been jotting a lot of notes um, for whenever we started back up, uh, and so I have a few things that I, I definitely want to talk about. Um, and then, you know, if if you listen and disagree, you can let me know because uh, we're all just figuring it out together, I guess. But um, yeah, so that's what's coming up. But Matt, thanks again for doing this. This was awesome. Thank you. Um, listeners go check out Matt's music, get a vinyl, um, message Matt and, and say nice things to him, uh, about his music. Um, cool. I, I don't remember even how to wrap one of these up anymore, uh, <laughs> cause it's been so long, but thanks for listening until next time. Be good to each other.